Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thank you for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education and hosted by Dr. Beverly Wright. Tag Data Talk covers topics on the current state and future outlook of analytics and data science using an interview format with professionals and academics to discuss use cases, future trends, talent and skills, organizational structures, tool advancements, and other topics related to data science. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thanks for joining Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Khalifa Aljada with The Home Depot, and we're talking about data science for e-commerce. Thanks for joining us, Khalifa. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Let's start off with an introduction. Tell us, why are you so cool? So I have a PhD degree in computer science from University of Georgia. After finishing the PhD, I joined CareerBuilder as lead data scientist for search and recommendation team. Mm -hmm. I spent four years, and during that time, I started the Southern Data Science Conference. Ah, yes. Yep. Which Uh, is coming up uh, pretty soon, April. it's coming up in April uh, 16th to 18th. And then after that, I joined Home Depot, where I'm a senior manager of data science. I'm leading the core recommendation data science team for the online side of Home Depot. So... Mm -hmm the e-commerce of Home Depot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else you got going that makes you cool? Also, I'm a co-founder of Athletics. Oh, nice. And uh, I have the opportunity to work with cool people like Beverly Wright and <laughs> Andrea and a great leadership team. Fantastic. So you're part of the um, giving back community with data science. Yes. You run uh, your own conference called Southern Data Science Conference, which is coming right around the corner. Right. And you also are a full-time gig at the Home Depot. That does make you pretty cool. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Plus you're a Georgia Bulldog. So Go dogs. kudos for that. Exactly. <laughs> so we're talking about um, the data science for e-commerce. And let's just kind of start off with how does this even happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because people do e-commerce all the time and they don't have data science that's done with it. So what are what are the driving factors? Does it start with the customer and their pains? Like, or does yeah. it start somewhere else? Does senior leadership recognize it? Or where does it come from? Exactly. So it, it starts from the customer's uh, pain point. So the goal of starting the data science practice in most of the e-commerce companies today mm-hmm. is basically solving customers pain point and give the customers the best experience um, to help them actually uh, shop online without frictions let's put it this way mm-hmm. so let's let's take some examples for example we all do online shopping and when you do online shopping you don't like to be overwhelmed with lots of relevant products right so if you search for something you would like to see the things that you are looking for right away you don't like to spend long time going over pages and pages until you find the thing that you're looking for right so that's one example of the customer pain point where data science can shine and can actually help uh, Mm -hmm. the businesses other pain points that we uh, usually hear from the customers is um Customers want you to actually surprise them. They want you to mm-hmm. show them things that kind of um, um, enlighten them about what they can do during that shopping journey. And uh, that's another area where data science also shine, which we refer to in recommendation as serendipity. So I, you don't need to ask me directly about what you're looking for. I can inspire you by showing you products that might, you know, got your interest. So. Those are the things that data science, I think, helps in e-commerce and shine in e-commerce. Uh, and, and that's why most of the companies in e-commerce today invest heavily in data science because by leveraging the, data, the power of data and the data science, 
they started to see a great return of investment. So mm. in businesses, everything is related at the end or linked to return of investment. So companies started investing in data science at small scale. Mm-hmm. The return of investment was great. So they started to invest more and more. And that's why you see like most of the e-commerce companies now have big data science organizations and they expand more and more of the data science practice across the the organization. Gotcha. So the, the pain points are that customers as they're shopping on e-commerce sites, they don't want to be flooded with all these right. products that are completely irrelevant to them. Yeah. And they really like to be delighted by the serendipity, these new products where you don't have to specifically say like, hey, would you think this is cool? But from the algorithms and from the data science, we know that they're going to think it's kind of neat. Exactly. Right. So that serendipity um, aspect. So those two, those are two reasons in particular. Do you think that the expectations have grown too? Like, I feel like, especially with certain generations, the younger, the, the mm-hmm. ones that grew up in the digital and the data world, that they just expect you to know who they are, especially oh, yeah. as they're online. Oh, yeah. So, so that's, that's you, you actually brought a very important point, which is personalized experience. So yes. Customers always want to, or want to feel that they are remembered, you know, when they come to your website. They want you to personalize the experience for them. Um, so... If, let's take an example of if a customer now uh, from <clears throat> New York is looking for um, a water heater, mm-hmm. okay, and then a customer from Florida is looking for water heater, right? So those two customers search for the same thing, but they expect from Florida to know that you know they are from Florida, so they want electrical version of the water heater. Right. The one in New York, they want you to show them the gas version of it. So they will not specifically tell you that, hey, I'm from New York, so I need um, gas water heater. They just would say water heater. And they expect that the systems are intelligent enough these days to recognize that, okay, this person is from New York, and before they shopped for something like gas-based, not electrical-based. So they expect you to know that, show me at the top of the results, water heater, gas, not electrical. Same, the Florida person expects that you're going to show them water heater, electrical, you know? So... This concept of personalization is now everywhere and it is expected. And recently I read actually an article where they said um, 90% of the customers expect personalized experience when they shop online. Mm -hmm. So it is a major, let's say, motivation of most of the companies to invest in data science is how to provide the best personalized experience to the customers because this is their expectation, the customer's expectation. Yes. And what is the, what do you think is the depth of that expectation? Because um, you talk about kind of a, a geographic, you know, and weather and that sort of thing. But what about down to the individual? You know, like yeah. I just came from your competitor's website and I found what I was looking for that was, you know, $1,000. I expect you to deliver something to me that's less than $1,000. Like how deep is that expectation? Actually, with, with the level of, um, data that we have today that most of the companies have and track about the customer's um, behavior and 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 orders and uh, everything that you do the granularity level is very fine you know? mm. so so you can actually personalize to a very fine-grained level mm-hmm. at the individual level but there is always debate in the in the data science community is how much personalization is so much personalization right, right. so you don't actually want to put the customer in a bubble and just keep showing them the things that you are 100% sure it mm. is um, like within their interest or it is actually match their interest 100% mm-hmm. because there is danger in putting people in, 
in in that kind of bubble if you keep like personalizing the experience to a very fine grained level that you will end up at some point that you don't have too many products or things to show them within mm -hmm. that bubble mm -hmm. so it is it is always good to balance between how much personalization you want to offer in your um in your e-commerce website mm -hmm. Mm -hmm and uh, how much serendipity you offer. So it's like goes hand in hand. So I want to personalize the experience to the individual level, yes, but also I do want to personalize so much that the customer feel that they are now in a bubble. They don't see anything outside that bubble. Right, so you got to have some some wings on the side, just yes. a little bit of bandwidth so that it's not too personalized. And um, I remember when I was in an advertising uh, agency and I was working with a client, there was this... Um, this notion around the, the 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 depth of the personalization and how much people were expecting. Mm -hmm. So uh, I figured that was one of them. So expectations for personalization is a, we want to call that a pain point that's a driving factor. Yeah. The um, too much um, kind of issues that come up, because I, I hear people all the time say, well, gosh, when they miss me, you know, they, they keep thinking I'm going to want diapers and I haven't yeah. had babies and, you know, why <laughs> right. do they keep, and they keep talking about, they keep saying I want diapers and so they get frustrated. So I'd say right. the too much or the wrong type yep. of products, um, not that you guys sell diapers, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> and then the third being uh, the the desire for mm -hmm. serendipity. Yep. Do you think there's also a training part? Like, are you educating in some ways a customer and almost saying like, this is what, based on you being you, statistically speaking this is what we think that you would like are you in some way educating them yes so this is uh like um in the industry you refer to as collaborative filtering in the in the uh, recommendation world mm -hmm. so <clears throat> we learn from similar users like who actually have a similar shopping behavior like you mm -hmm. we learn actually what usually you would be interested in and then this is actually kind of the most popular and successful recommendation algorithms family in the in the market mm -hmm. it's basically collaborative filtering based mm -hmm. so usually yes um, you kind of can predict what would be of interest to this customer based on other customers who have the similar shopping um, attitude mm -hmm. or behavior and then I can like um, send you an email or show in the website a message saying, hey, I think you would like those things as well um, based on your shopping behavior, based on your shopping um, based on your shopping history. Um, so and that's, sometimes based on a peer group, right? Based on what? A peer group or yeah. similar types of shoppers? Or it's no? similar type of shoppers. So it's, yes. So it's basically like other customers who have the similar shopping attitude like you mm -hmm. and similar shopping history like you. Mm -hmm. So you try to match user with other users who look similar in terms of their shipping behavior. And then you try to show that customer actually, okay, according to customers who look like you in their shopping behavior, I think you would be interested in XYZ. Right. So... Yes, that's that happened all the time, and the capability is now offered in most of the websites, which is according to similar customers. We're going to show you um, recommendations. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, um, I want to I want to ask this question, but I really want to get into the examples. So I'm going to mm -hmm. ask this question, and then we're going to talk about examples, and hopefully we'll come back to that question. Sure. But um, I want to know, like, do you think that the e-commerce that has data science great? Do you think that that's what makes them win? Right. Is that what makes them win? So don't answer right away, but I want you to think about that sure. as we talk through some of these um, examples. So tell us about some examples where data science has been leveraged to improve um, the e-commerce. Yeah. So I will give some examples from actually actual exa examples from Home Depot.com. Okay. okay. So 
let's give search and recommendation are usually like core functionality in any e-commerce website, right? And within our Home Depot online data science team, we have focus on those two areas, search and recommendation. So as part of our focus on search, for example, as I said, like showing the right results at the top is usually what makes people actually engage and move forward with their uh, with their shopping journey on your website when they come search for something. So at Home Depot on the search side, for example, we implemented um, the state of the art algorithm that actually predicts the best ranking uh, of the products according to the customer's uh, uh, expectation, mm -hmm. according to the customer's intent, and which is called learning to rank, right? So, so we implemented learning to rank, and in this learning to rank algorithm, the the way it works is that it track actually what people. Uh, interact with when we show them results on the website. Mm -hmm. And then it try to, it's automatically kind of adjust the ranking of those products on the, res, on the search uh, results page mm -hmm. <clears throat> to start boosting the products that most likely people would engage with and people would like, and it fit the interest for a specific queries mm -hmm. uh, and bury down the results that people usually don't like, dislike, or they don't engage with when we show them on the top results. So it adjusts the ranking of the results on the, on the, home, on the search results page to make sure that whatever I'm going to show you at the top of the results page, those are the things that I am kind of 90% confident that customers for this specific query are going to like and they're going to engage with, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So think of without the data science and without the machine learning behind the scene, you have to go manually and for each query, go ahead and say, okay, I want to show X, Y, Z at the top. And then when that behavior change, you want to go and manually adjust that. But now with data science, with the power of machine learning, we can actually automatically learn what customers like, what they dislike when they search for specific products for specific queries. And then the list will be adjusted automatically according to that. So this is one side uh, or one successful, I, I think, um, use case that we have seen the impact of that uh, on the um, on our website and on and on the satisfaction of the customers who actually hit the internet search at Home Depot. Nice. And another example of them, the recommendation, which is the team that I run, is um, they project based or project guide recommendation. So mm -hmm. as you said, back to the your question about training or trying to train the customers and, and uh, educate them during their shopping. So assume that you hit the website and you're working now on a bathroom renovation project. And I saw that you started shopping for tiles, for vanities, for faucet. Once we actually capture all those signals that you are now viewing those products or add to cart those products, then we would predict that you are most likely working on a bathroom renovation project. Then what's going to happen is we're going to actually go ahead and start showing you as recommendation project guides, which was create or which were created by our content management team. Mm -hmm. And we have thousands of those project guides that actually have videos and content that walk you from A to Z or through a project, how to do it. Mm -hmm. So we start showing you, hey, Beverly, we think you're working on bathroom renovation. Why don't you take a look to those project guides? Mm -hmm. And we're going to show you how to install faucet, how to install vanity, how to install tiles, you know, all that kind of projects. If it is an installing fan, ceiling fan project, we predict that you're working on that. We're going to show you how to install ceiling fan, right? Yeah. So this is another example of how we are helping our customers 
when they come, especially the DIY customers, right? right? right. Do it yourself. Usually you don't know how to do things. You don't know the tools and materials you need to complete the project. So this is one of the examples where data science shine because you actually predict the intent of the customer, which project they're most likely are working on. Yeah. And then you start showing them, here are some project guides that can help you to complete the project. And then here are some tools and materials that you need to complete the project. So it's like you mimic the experience that they have in the store when they walk and talk to an associate. I'm working on installing Cinefan. Could you please tell me what, what do I need to buy? Right. And then how to do it, right? So we try to mimic that experience by showing you now project guides that can guide you through your uh, project and then tools and materials to complete the project. Nice. So those are like two examples where data science really shine in the, um, in the e-commerce for the home improvement, our field. And I think if you... If you like look at most of the e-commerce websites, you will find tons of those use cases where data science really made difference. Yeah. Well, and tell us about that difference. Like what uh, we talked a little bit about um, the benefits and how it improves, but there's also a risk of if you don't do it, then it sounds like there's tons of manual processing, frustrating customers. Right. So kind of what are the what are the benefits and risks of um, data science within e-commerce? So think now of... of uh, the scale of the products that the e-commerce websites offer. Millions of products. So if you think of that and you think, okay, without data science now, without leveraging the power of data, anything that you used to see in the e-commerce websites most likely was done manually or at a small scale. Right. And you cannot scale up that practice. Mm -hmm. So if you can do it for 10, 20, 50, 100 products, you cannot do it for a million products. Right. Right. So that was, I think, the, the risk of not adopting the data science as a practice and as a kind of um, a differentiator in the e-commerce is that if you want to keep doing it all the school way, which is do it manual or do it, you know, through um, some um uh, relation relationship between the tables and the database, mm -hmm. you will lose a lot. Right. First of all, you cannot scale up those solutions to cover the millions of products that you have. Second, you cannot make those matching or those relationships between your products smart enough to adopt the customer's behavior and then to also like close the feedback loop. Okay, you created this kind of recommendation or you show these kind of results. But to close the feedback loop, you need to get the customer's feedback, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Did they like what you show them? Did they engage with what you show them or not, right? And then the third part of it is what we just talked about, is you cannot personalize the experience for the customers right. without using the power of the data, without using the, the data that they provide to you, what mm -hmm. they clicked on, what they browsed, what they put at to cart, what they purchased, right? Mm -hmm. So... Without all of these like signals that you collect, without all these data points, mm -hmm. you cannot personalize the experience. And if you cannot personalize the experience, customers definitely gonna turn away from your website and go use other website that give them personalized experience. Because as we said, the study shows that 90% of the shoppers of the customers expect personalized experience right. when they do uh, online shopping. Right, and without the data science, not only are you putting more on your internal team as far as manual processing, but you're actually putting more on the customer too, right? Because right. you're requiring that they know exactly what to search exactly. for and find, and they don't, you know, exactly. oftentimes. Exactly. Very good, very good. Um, is data science the winning recipe for e-commerce? Like, do you feel, or is there, is it, is it products? Is it the user experience? There's a lot of things that could be. Yeah. And everybody's in e-commerce. It's a global marketplace. Um, but is is data science really that thing that could help e-commerce win? I think 
you can think of data science as one of the important factors in the success of any e-commerce website today. It's mm -hmm. a differentiator for sure. Mm -hmm. And the besides the data science, data science needs data. So if you don't, if the organization or the companies don't actually have the right amount of the data asset that can help the data scientists to do their job and if they don't have the right vision of where to apply data science right the right places where data science shine in their in their um website i think all those factors play an important role of making the data science a differentiator so it requires it needs vision it needs data which is you know the soul of the data science and then it needs the right talent so if you have those then yes, data science definitely will be a differentiator and it will make big difference in the um, in the e-commerce space between the companies that adopt data science versus the companies that do not. And you can, I can tell you from now being in this um, domain that we have seen that um, that difference, huge difference between the companies that really adopt data science the right way and the companies that did not yet. Mm -hmm. And companies that's, that are not there yet, I think they are too late and it's going to be really risky for their business mm -hmm. to uh, ignore data science longer than that. So I highly recommend like if any e-commerce business out there, you need to have to start like a strong data science organization within your company to survive in the market. Otherwise, I think it's going to be tough uh, for them to survive in the market. Right. They've got to catch up at this point if yes. they're not already on top of that game. Okay. And the last question is, what final piece of advice would you give an analytics professional for trying to encourage more data science within e-commerce? So if you look at the data assets that we have in e-commerce, they're usually text, uh, images, um, customer behavior, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Clicks and views and things like that. And by looking at those, the data that assets that we have, the data types that we deal with, you need as if someone is interested in really getting into e-commerce and shine as as data scientist or analytics professional you need to get yourself really familiar with working with textual data working with images on like all the computer vision things and like that and deep learning has become really i think in in our domain in e-commerce mm -hmm. so i also highly recommend that those um new professionals or newcomers to the um data science or analytics to really like start focusing on learning the deep learning um, um, so they can actually work in the e-commerce field. Yep. And the last thing um, is the statistical analysis is extremely important as well for the customer behavioral data, like mm -hmm. time series and things like that to understand how customers actually, uh, to understand how customers um, go through the website, their sh to understand their shopping journey, you need usually kind of good understanding of uh, time series and other uh, statistical analysis. So those are the skill set that I think we need the most in the e-commerce today. It's mm -hmm. how to work with textual data, NLP, NLU, all that kind of things, how to work with images in terms of computer vision and, and uh, convolutional neural networks and deep learning, and then how to work with the customer behavioral data. Mm -hmm. And for that, you need some statistical analysis strength. So. That's my advice is try to focus on those areas if you'd like to get into e-commerce. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you again to Khalife Aljada from The Home Depot for talking to us about data science for e-commerce. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education. I'm Dr. Beverly Wright. Have a great data set.